Welcome in, everybody. We are going to break down the Jacksonville Jaguars and finish the AFC South. We're going to tell you why we are high on this offense, why you're drafting Travis Etienne too low, and that there's no lead receiver. There's two wide receiver ones in this offense. First, let's check what changed over the offseason. They signed Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram to give Trevor Lawrence a new set of weapons at his disposal. They strengthened their O-line. They drafted Luke Fortner as their starting center. They signed Brand Sheriff, the longtime commander's guard, and they get a healthy Cam Robinson back. So that's going to address the weakness to this offense last year. And most importantly, I think, well, no, second most importantly, is that they get a healthy Travis Etienne back. He missed all of last season due to foot surgery. And I think he's a really dynamic playmaker. We'll see what his usage is going to entail here in a bit. The biggest catalyst to this offense is that Doug Peterson is the new head coach. He brings Press Taylor with him as his offensive coordinator. Peterson will be calling the plays. And one thing that's going to be significantly different than last year with this Jacksonville group is that the pace is going to pick up. In Philadelphia, underneath Peterson's rule, Philadelphia had, was top 10 in the amount of plays they called per game every single year under Doug Peterson. That's not going to change. They're going to pick up the pace. Jacksonville is 15th in pace last year, about league average. They will be in the top eight this year. So plenty of more opportunities for their offense to score fantasy points. Let's start with the ground game. This is a committee backfield. Peterson loves a committee. Nobody has ever had over 200 rushes in a single regular season under Peterson. Uh, that's not going to change because Travis Etienne, he is healthy. He's back. He looks 100% in OTAs, but he's going to be used as a hybrid this year. He had over 100 catches in his career at Clemson, and he's been seen working with the receivers a ton in OTAs. That's significant for his draft stock because I still think he's the leading back on the ground, and he's going to lead the group in the air. And that receiving work gives him just the enough upside to rank way higher than I even envisioned. I was pretty moderately, I was moderately acceptable of Travis Etienne as my running back too. And now I'm doing everything I can to get him after running through these projections. Snoop Connors, the third back in this backfield behind Robinson and Etienne. He's drafted out of Old Miss. He's probably going to carve out solid amount of career carries in this season. Uh, Doug Peterson likes using two plus backs. And with Robinson and Etienne both coming off of serious injuries, especially Robinson. We don't know if he's going to be back by week one or not. Connor's probably going to get a good amount of touches on the season. Um, Trevor Lawrence clips away some rushing production. He's athletic. He likes running the ball himself. He did over 60 times last year. He's going to again this year. Um, as a whole, I expect this group to get a lot more opportunities with Peterson in town. And the division of labor is not going to be divided amongst the roles. There's not going to be a rushing and receiving back. It's just going to be split. Um, James Robinson and Travis Etienne are pretty interchangeable. They can do everything from the running back position. Etienne's a little faster. He's going to have many more reps under his belt during this offseason. That's why I see him as the lead back. And he was a first-round pick last year. He's got immense talent and comfort with Trevor Lawrence. Um, he's going to be the lead guy here. However, James Robinson is, is going to carve out his usual significant role. In the passing game, I expect Trevor Lawrence to take a step 
forward. It's year two. He showed a lot of promise as a rookie and he had rookie woes. He only had 12 touchdowns of 17 interceptions, um, a completion percentage below 60%. But I think Doug Peterson's in town. He's got a, a lot better of a coach that's going to comfortably progress him. And I think he himself is just going to be better as a player. I mean, when you throw the ball over 600 times your rookie year, you take a lot of lessons home with you from that. And I think he he's talented. He came in as one of the most talented prospects of all time. He's going to take a step forward. There's no reason to think he's going to remain stagnant as a rookie into his second year. I have him for throwing for over 4,000 yards, 22 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Large improvement from last year, especially in the yards per attempt category. He only had six yards per attempt last year. Part of it was because of his inefficiency. The other part is because the receiving attack was putrid. Marvin Jones was pretty much the only significant wide receiver on this roster. Well, this year you have Christian Kirk. He was paid to be the wide receiver one. He's likely going to lead the team in targets. He operates out of the slot, which was is a favorite of Trevor Lawrence's LaVisca Chenault got hundred targets last year as a primary slot. Kirk had played 78% of his snaps out of the slot last year. And he's a vertical guy. He had an average depth of target over 11 yards. It's unusually high for a slot guy. Um, again, he's going to pace the team in targets. He's, I have him at 105 targets. So 17 and percent target share, um, not the high volume he had last year but close to it. Marvin Jones is not far behind. I'm, he's He is Trevor Lawrence's comfort zone. He's the comfort blanket. Jones had the most red zone targets last year, far and away. I think that's going to change this year due to the system change. Uh, Doug Peterson loves using his tight ends in the red zone. They went out and signed Evan Ingram. They bring back Dan Arnold, another freakishly athletic tight end. Ertz, Zach Ertz had the second most tight end targets under the first four years with Doug Peterson. In 2019, him and Dallas Goddard combined to have 222 targets. In 2020, 137 targets when both of them missed five plus games. Ertz had 63 red zone targets from 2017 to 2019. I'm expecting the tight ends to carve out a very integral role in this passing attack and very red zone friendly. I'm projecting Arnold and Ingram to account for about 30% of the touchdown production. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes north of that. However, like we said, Marvin Jones was far and away the red zone favorite of Trevor Lawrence's. I still expect that touchdown upside, even though he only scored four times last year. I think their connection remains consistent, especially when they get close to the goal line. Back to Travis Etienne in the passing game, though. He's going to be very integral. I have him seeing 65 targets, 45 receptions, nearly 400 yards, and 2.2 touchdowns for precision. Uh, that receiving production is going to throw him way higher in my rankings than I thought. I'm projecting him to score 211 points on the year and finish as an RB14 from last year. Um, that's where he would have finished compared to last year's results. Trevor Lawrence is going to take a step forward. He's projected to finish as the QB 16 last year. We'll see what he finishes in this year's projections. And Marvin Jones and Christian Kirk are separated by six and a half points. Both of them are in the wide receiver 35 to 40 range. I think both of them are being drafted too cheaply. I think they're discounted, and I think you can get some solid value out of them. 
Because again, I'm only projecting them to have 21 touchdowns as a as a whole in the passing game. I think there's plenty of room for growth. There's a lot of catalysts combining in this offense that makes it really exciting. I tried staying as conservative as, as conservative as I could in their East projections, but I feel like I'm holding them back. I think Trevor Lawrence's progress is going to be imminent and it's going to be prominent in this offense. And I think the Doug Peterson effect is going to happen again. He worked magic in Philadelphia with a similar situation. Well, I shouldn't say similar. I mean, Jacksonville went three and 14 last year. He inherited a seven and nine or nine and seven team. I forget at Philadelphia. Anyways, he's an offensive guru. Um, He spelled Carson Wentz to his MVP candidate season and his second season. I expect the same level of progress from Trevor Lawrence, maybe not the same in quantity. However, he's going to take a step forward. He's going to progress in his own and he's going to be a much more valuable piece. And the skill set players are going to gel together, I think, nicely. I think Christian Kirk's the strong slot you need for Lawrence. I think Marvin Jones is the veteran safety blanket and red zone magnet. And I think you have two freakishly athletic tight ends in this group. I'm excited for this group. I think they're going to be much better than I'm projecting as it is. Um, but you can't expect too much improvement out of a 3-14 and 14 team from last year. So we'll see. Let me know if you think I'm way too high on them. I would love to hear your input. Thanks.